0: Kazushi Sakuraba is an icon. The Japanese pro wrestler transitioned into MMA and immediately found success with winning the UFC Japan tournament. He followed this with a legendary run in Pride FC where he put on exciting performances and earned the reputation as the Gracie Killer. But his record isn't one that looks good on paper. So how good was Kazushi Sakuraba actually? Hey guys it's Kian, and today we're gonna talk about Kazushi Sakuraba. This was a very highly requested video by you guys and I understand why because Sakuraba had a very special career unlike any other. So in this video we're gonna take a look at that to really understand how good he actually was. As always shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. Get early access, a shout out, video to the Keon Kamaru podcast and more. And of course all the money goes to charity. Now let's get to it. Sakuraba made his pro MMA debut on July 14th 1996 which was also his 27th birthday. His opponent was Kimo Leopoldo. Sakuraba was a catch wrestler with some skills in Muay Thai and although he tried to take the fight down early, Kimo was the much bigger and stronger fighter and was able to outgrapple grapple him for most of the fight. Sakuraba was finished via arm triangle choke 4 minutes and 20 seconds into the first round. But some believe the fight was a shoot or a worked match. Speaking of shoot, Sakuraba was a popular shoot wrestler in Japan during this time as well, fighting for the Kingdom Pro Wrestling League. In order to gain some recognition for the league, his roster mates Hiromitsu Kanara and Yoji Anjo entered the UFC Japan tournament. But Sakuraba had to step in on one hour notice for Hiro Kanara as he got injured and was unable to fight. Sakuraba also had to lie and say that he weighed in at 203 pounds in order to qualify past the two pound minimum. In reality he was 183 pounds and his first opponent was Marcus Conan Silvera who weighed in at 240 pounds and although Sakuraba secured a takedown early he was once again getting out grappled due to Conan's size and strength. The two got back up to their feet and this led to strikes that seemed to have Sakuraba in trouble. He shot for the takedown but referee Big John took this as a knockdown. He stopped the fight and Sakuraba immediately protested that he was shooting for a takedown and after reviewing it on the replay Big John changed his call to a no contest. So the two fought again in the finals after the other finalist, Tank Abbott, pulled out due to injury. Both men immediately tried to take the other down. But to no surprise, it was Conan who secured it and ended up on top. Sakuraba attempted a Kimura but it really seemed like it was no use. Conan went for the rear naked choke but ended up on his back. He tried to lock in a Kimura as well but Sakuraba who was now on top secured the armbar that forced him to tap. This victory made him the winner of the UFC Japan Heavyweight Tournament. The popularity also helped him become the face of the Kingdom Pro Wrestling League. But the promotion was still struggling, and after folding in 1998, Sakuraba went back to MMA where he signed with Pride FC. In his debut, he fought Pancrase veteran, Vernon White, who also wasn't as big as Sakuraba's previous opponents, but he still had a 20 pound weight advantage. Regardless, Sakuraba dominated this fight with his grappling as he continued to bring Vernon to the mat and attempt submissions. Credit to Vernon for surviving for as long as he did, but he eventually tapped out in the third via armbar. At Pride 3, Sakuraba fought Carlos Newton. This match was a high-level grappling battle as there were tons of momentum changes due Due to the constant reversals and submission attempts from both men. But in the second, Sakuraba finally finished Carlos with a knee bar. Three and a half months after this win, he fought Alon Gomez For most of the fight, Alon was on defense mode as Sakuraba was on top position. Alon was close to securing a few rear naked chokes while Sakuraba almost locked in an armbar. After 30 minutes, the fight was ruled as a draw due to the lack of judges. Sakuraba's next opponent was UFC 12 tournament winner, Vitor Belfort. After facing Vitor's best punches to open up the fight, Sakuraba was on top position for most of it by throwing leg kicks punches and foot stomps when the fight got back up he quickly became the aggressor again against the tiring vitor after two rounds sakuraba won by unanimous decision after judges and the scoring system were introduced On July 4th, 1999, Sakuraba fought Ebenezer Fontes Braga. Ebenezer was looking good on the feet early with knees and kicks. But once Sakuraba got the fight to the ground, he began to take over. Even when the fight got back up for a bit, Braga was tired and unable to connect like before. Sakuraba took the fight down again and threw more ground and pound before finishing him off with an armbar. His next fight against Anthony Macias was very similar but even more dominant as Sakuraba evaded his big shots early before bringing the fight to the ground. And he was showing so much charisma in the ring that night with his attacks. himself couldn't help but to smile even though he was losing big time at this point. The fight eventually ended in the second when Sakuraba locked in the armbar. One month later he fought Hoyler Gracie. It was the largest weight advantage that Sakuraba had over an opponent in his entire career and that was a 30 pound difference. Which he used his advantage by dominating Hoyler who desperately tried to take the fight down but was unable to. In return Sakuraba connected on the feet and threw shots from the top. He also threw some huge leg kicks when Hoyler was on his back. Near the end of the fight Sakuraba finally engaged with Hoyler on the ground. He locked in a pretty tight kimura and even though Hoyler didn't tap the ref stepped in to stop the fight this was huge as the last time a gracie lost was in 1951 when helio gracie lost to masahiko kimura but the stoppage was controversial as Hoyler never tapped regardless this win turned sakuraba into a superstar in japan he wanted to fight Hoyler's brother hicks and gracie next which would have been amazing to see but instead it was Hoyler's younger brother hoist gracie who challenged sakuraba to a fight in the pride 2000 openweight grand prix but before that fight sakuraba had to get past former king of pancreas guy Mezger. This was a relatively close bout that saw both men trade shots on the feet. When Sakuraba took the fight down, Mezger got back up immediately. After 15 minutes, the judges requested an overtime round which Mezger denied as it wasn't in the contract. This led to a TKO win by retirement for Sakuraba, which was controversial but led to the much-anticipated matchup with Hoist Gracie in the quarterfinals of the tournament, which was on May 1st, 2000. Hoist and the Gracie family demanded special rules for the fight such as no time limits, no judges, and the fight ending only by knockout, submission, or towel throw. Everyone, including Sakuraba, agreed that these demands were outrageous, but he took the fight regardless. Early on, Hoyce immediately pursued for the takedown and attempted submissions, but Sakuraba never really seemed to be in any serious trouble. In return, he attempted submissions of his own, threw down heavy ground and pound, and connected with brutal leg kicks. And overall, he was winning the exchanges on the feet. The unlimited time started to work against Hoist as Sakuraba looked like he could go on for even longer. But the Gracie Corner eventually threw in the towel after six rounds as Hoist could no longer stand due to damage on his legs. Ending hoist his first loss in MMA. This fight catapulted Sakuraba to even greater heights and has been regarded as a passing of the torch moment in terms of the growth and evolution of ground fighting. Which truly makes this fight a pivotal moment in MMA. But what I think makes this entire thing even crazier is how Sakuraba decided to fight in the tournament semi finals that same night against Igor Vovchanshin, who was 60 pounds heavier. And although Sakuraba put on a valiant effort by securing a takedown and almost locking in the armbar, Igor was a much fresher fighter and began to take over near the end of the first round with top control. The first round was declared as a draw by the judges which meant overtime was added, but Sakuraba's corner threw in the towel due to fatigue, handing him his second pro loss. Regardless, his win over Hoist earned him the nickname the Gracie Killer. Some say the Gracie Hunter but I think the Gracie Killer just packs a better punch. And that was fitting for his next opponent at Pride 10 when Sakuraba fought Henzo Gracie. Out of all the Gracies, Henzo was the most competitive on the feet as he traded shots with Sakuraba for most of the fight. The only action on the ground was when Sakuraba threw leg kicks to Henzo, who was on his back. Going into the second it was very even. But while Hanzo had his back, Sakuraba escaped with a Kimura that dislocated his elbow. Hanzo refused to tap but in contrast to the Hoiler Kimura, this one clearly had to be stopped due to the damage on his arm. After this victory, Sakuraba defeated Shannon Rich in 68 seconds with an Achilles lock. On December 23, 2000, he fought Haiyan Gracie. It was his first fight with a Gracie that ended in a decision. But throughout all of it, Sakuraba was in no trouble as he denied Haiyan's takedowns and controlled him on the ground with grappling and ground and pound. This was the fourth and final victory against the Gracie in his career. At Pride 13, Sakuraba fought Vanderlei Silva. Although Sakuraba was a favorite, he was a smaller fighter. Regardless, this was a wild fight that saw both men exchanging toe-to-toe. And although Sakuraba dropped Vanderlei for a moment, Silva did the same. This fight was also contested under Pride's new rules which included kicks and knees to the head of a downed opponent. So as Sakuraba shot for a desperation takedown, Vanderlei began throwing knees and soccer kicks that eventually forced ref to step in. Following this loss, Sakuraba fought Quentin Rampage Jackson. This was another wild fight that Saw Sakuraba secure takedowns and attempts submissions, But when he was on his back, the much bigger and stronger Rampage repeatedly slammed him to the mat and threw ground and pound. This was very impressive as he was a new face in the sport and was doing this against a legend. But Sakuraba proved why he was that as he overcame the adversity and secured a rare naked choke that forced a tap. This win earned him a shot at the inaugural Pride Middleweight Championship and a rematch against Vanderlei Silva. Although Sakuraba secured a few takedowns and threw ground and pound, Silva was the aggressor on the feet as he connected with a barrage of punches and knees. But that Then Sakuraba attempted the guillotine choke which led to him being slammed hard to the mat. This broke his collarbone but he continued fighting off his back until the end of the round. Sakuraba's corner threw in the towel in between rounds which made Vanderlei the pride middleweight champion. Sakuraba returned in August of 2002 to fight Mirko Krokop and of course like many of his previous opponents Krokop also had the size advantage. It was a battle of the leg kicks early on with some combos from Sakuraba and head kicks from Mirko. But as time progressed Mirko began to win more exchanges. Sakuraba had a hard time taking the fight down and even when he did, Krokop landed some big shots off his back. This included an upkick that broke Sakuraba's orbital bone. The doctor inspected his eye at the end of round two, and even though Sakuraba said he was good, the fight was stopped and Mirko was the victor. At Pride 23, Sakuraba fought Jill Zarsin. It was such a dominant performance by Sakuraba that the fight became somewhat boring as Zarsin had no answers. Sakuraba finally finished him in the third round by armbar. Three and a half months later, he fought Nino Shembri. Nino only had two pro fights going into this one, and it showed as Sakuraba avoided his attempts to pull guard, with his striking. He was winning the fight until he attacked with his signature Mongolian chops. This left him exposed to knees that Nino landed before finishing the fight off with punches and soccer kicks. After this loss, Sakuraba entered the Pride 2003 Middleweight Grand Prix. In the opening round of the tournament, he fought Vanderlei Silva. Although Sakuraba connected with some nice shots early on, Silva was fighting like a madman and let's be honest, in his prime that was difficult to stop. He eventually finished Sakuraba with a 1-2 combo that knocked him out cold. Although there were talks of retiring after this loss, Sakuraba came back and fought former UFC heavyweight champion Kevin Randleman. Kevin dominated this fight both in the clinch and on the ground but while off his back Sakuraba attempted many submissions. He eventually commored Kevin into an armbar that forced him to tap. On New Year's Eve 2003 Sakuraba fought Antonio Rogerio Noguera. It was a back and forth battle that saw Sakuraba secure takedowns and maintain top control and although he landed some nice shots on the feet Nogueira was winning the exchanges by pressing the action more. He also controlled the fight in the clinch and stayed busy off his back with strikes and submission attempts. After three rounds Rogerio won the fight by unanimous decision. At Pride Critical Countdown 2004, Sakuraba fought Nino Shembri for a second time. He controlled Nino everywhere the fight went for three rounds to win by unanimous decision. Following this win, Sakuraba entered the Pride 2005 Middleweight Grand Prix. In the opening round, he fought Yoon Dong Sik, who was making his pro MMA debut. So Sakuraba took the opportunity to record the fastest win in his career when he connected with a barrage of punches that finished the fight in 38 seconds. Two months later, in the quarterfinals, he fought Ricardo Arona. The two traded shots early, but it was Ricardo who who was winning most of the exchanges. Sakuraba did manage to bring the fight down, but not before eating a bunch of knees. The momentum began to move towards Ricardo, who landed a nasty kick to the face of a grounded Sakuraba, which opened up a cut over his left eye. It quickly became a beatdown near the end of round two, and this forced Sakuraba's corner to throw in the towel before the third. At Pride 30, Sakuraba fought former UFC Superfight Champion and King of Pancrase Ken Shamrock. This fight was held at 205 even though the 183 pound welterweight division opened up and would have been more suitable for a fighter of Sakuraba's size. Regardless, he finished Ken with a flurry of punches that forced the ref to step in. But there was some controversy as Ken protested that it was an early stoppage. On New Year's Eve 2005, Sakuraba fought Ikuhisa Manoa. It was a competitive bout that saw the two trade shots on the feet before Manoa took the fight down. From there, they scrambled and attempted submissions. But it was Sakuraba's Kimura that forced the ref to stop the fight. This was also his last fight with Pride FC. months later he made his debut with Japanese MMA promotion Heroes. Sakuraba entered the light heavyweight grand prix and in the quarterfinals he fought Kestuta Smirnovas. In the beginning the two exchanged some wild shots before Smirnovas landed a left hand that dropped Sakuraba. Sakuraba was out but the ref stopped the action to recenter both men. But once they restarted Smirnovas continued to brutalize Sakuraba on the ground. If this fight happened today it would have been stopped way sooner. But luckily this one wasn't because Sakuraba survived the onslaught and got back up to his feet where he started to pick apart Smirnovas. Who was so tired from trying to finish the fight. Eventually they got back down to the mat and that's where Sakuraba locked in the armbar that forced a tap. Although he was supposed to advance to the semi-finals, the damage from this fight forced Sakuraba out of the tournament. After this win he fought Yoshihiro Akiyama. The two traded shots on the feet for most of the fight as Sakuraba was unable to secure takedowns. Akiyama began to take over and even rocked Sakuraba which forced the action to the ground. Sakuraba attempted submissions but was unable to secure anything. Akiyama eventually ended the fight on top by ground and pound. But after the fight Sakuraba accused Akiyama of Greasing. And after investigating the situation, it was revealed on videotape that Akiyama did in fact rub lotion on his body prior to the fight. The result was changed to a no contest. At Heroes 8, Sakuraba fought Yurij Kiselov. Yurij was sporting a Playboy bunny gi jacket for this fight, and he got finished quick by Sakuraba, who took him down and locked in the armbar. On June 2nd, 2007, Sakuraba fought Hoist Gracie for a second time. This fight was not as eventful in comparison to the first, as both men spent a majority of the time in the clinch, in each other's guards, and toe to toe with very little action going down. Although Sakuraba knocked Hoist down early in the fight, threw knees and attempted submissions, Hoist won by unanimous decision, which was definitely controversial. More fuel was added to that fire when Hoist failed his pre- and post-fight drug test. But the result was not overturned and is still seen as a loss on Sakuraba's record. Three and a half months later, Sakuraba fought Katsuyori Shibata. He took Shibata down immediately and threw heavy ground and pound before finishing the fight by armbar. Following this win, Sakuraba fought former king of Pancrase, Masakatsu Funaki. After evading Funaki's offensive attacks, Sakuraba took the fight down, threw shots from the top, and secured an armbar. On April 29th, 2008, he entered the Dream Middleweight Grand Prix. His opponent was Andrews Nakahara. Sakuraba won the fight by rear naked choke. A month and a half later, in the quarterfinals, he fought Melvin Manhoff. Melvin connected with a head kick that dropped Sakuraba where he finished the fight by vicious ground and pound. After this loss, he fought Kiyoshi Tamura. Although Sakuraba had in a tight armbar at one point and threw ground and pound, both situations were cut off short due to the bell. The remainder of the fight was all Tamura who took the fight down, threw ground and pound, and maintained top position to win by unanimous decision. At Dream 11, Sakuraba fought boxer Ruben Williams. He forced Ruben to tap to Akamura in under 3 minutes. His next fight was against Zeld Gillesic. After Sakuraba took the fight down, he attacked for a leg but this left his head exposed. Galesic began raining hard punches and once again, if this happened today, it would have been stopped way sooner. But Sakuraba continued to pursue for the leg and ultimately secured a knee bar that forced a tap. After these back-to-back wins, he fought Raylik Gracie. In comparison to the other Gracies he faced, Raylik was much younger at the age of 24. Sakuraba was 41 at this time and even though he threatened with submissions, Raylik was able to control the action on the ground for most of the fight. This earned him the unanimous decision victory. Four months later, Sakuraba fought Jason Mayhem Miller. The two traded shots on the feet before Mayhem got on top threw punches and finished the fight with an arm triangle choke. On New Year's Eve 2010, Sakuraba fought for the Dream Welterweight Championship against Marius Zoromskis. Sakuraba's ear partially ripped after an exchange. This forced the doctor to stop the fight, making Marius the winner. At Dream 17, Sakuraba fought Jan Cabral. Jan was dominant both on the feet and on the ground before securing an arm triangle choke in the second round. This was also Sakuraba's last fight with Dream before taking a 4-year break from the sport. He returned at the end of 2015 to fight Shinya Aoki in Japanese fighting promotion, Ryzen. And he took quite the beating for from Aoki who took him down and threw ground and pound before Sakuraba's corner threw in the towel this was the last time Sakuraba fought he was inducted into the UFC hall of fame in 2017 so after going 26 17 and 1 with two no contests in the career that saw him become the UFC Japan heavyweight tournament winner how good was Kazushi Sakuraba actually Sakuraba was a known drinker and smoker and he's had bad knees for most of his career but that didn't seem to negatively impact his cardio speed and strength he was an all-around amazing fighter with high level grappling and submission skills and this has led to a tie for the most submission wins in Pride FC history. And he mixed this well with his unorthodox striking, which included brutal light kicks and wild attacks into his opponent's guard. In fact, I would say his signature move is his Mongolian chops, and in my opinion, it best represents who he was as a fighter, which was going all out with everything he had. Sakuraba has fighting in his veins. He was the perfect mix of wild and methodical, and he did this with so much flair that he became one of the most entertaining fighters in the history of the sport. Plus, for him to do this against mostly bigger fighters for most of his career without any complaints shows us how tough this man is is. He knew that regardless of the disadvantages, he was going to find a way to win. It almost seemed like he wanted things to not be in his favor to make the victory even more sweet. And that's what made him the perfect foe to the Gracie family, especially in his first fight with Hoist which had so many rules in place. But Sakuraba came out as the victor which wasn't only monumental from an MMA perspective, but also culturally as Japan and Brazil have always gone head to head in the history of fighting. It is a shame that we didn't get to see him fight Hicks and Gracie though, and the only complaint I could really take from his career is that he stayed in the game for too long. And I would have to admit that that his fights being held in Japan seemed to have been a conflict of interest, especially in terms of stoppages. But like I said in the Hoist Gracie video, this was a different time where the corruption in the sport was at an all-time high. But the difference with Sakuraba was that he played by any rules without ever enforcing his own. That's why I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. He may very well be the original BMF. And if there was a pride welterweight championship during his prime years with the promotion, he would have definitely won it. His skills and persona made him a Japanese legend. But in my opinion, there's no doubt that Kazushi Sakuraba's legacy is worldwide. My name is Kion, and this is my take on how good Kazushi Sakuraba actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I'd love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all for now, so I'll see you on my next one.